everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. And today I have a very treasured friend on the show with me today. Author Trisha Goyer is here and we're going to encourage you and teach you how to tune your heart toward heaven. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys. So we're moving our way through the month of April here at the podcast and, uh, we're moving our way through tax season. Just a moment of silence as everyone tries to navigate inflation and the tax season, uh, which definitely is upon us right now. Uh, I, I know because I hear from you guys every single day here at the podcast that a lot of you are struggling right now with what's happening in the world. You're looking at inflation, which is uh, touching every single one of us. Politics, you know, politically, our world is on fire. We're watching tremendous suffering happening in other parts of the world. And it can really bring you down. And uh, my friend, Trisha Goyer, has a brand new book out. And I brought her on the show to talk about it. Trisha, for those of you who are not familiar, I know a lot of you are new to the podcast. Uh, aside from being a dear friend of mine, she's a speaker and a podcast host. She is a USA Today bestselling author of over 80 books. She's a wife. She's a homeschool mom of 10. And she and her family reside in beautiful Little Rock, Arkansas. And uh, I'm just so pleased to have her here. Trisha, my friend, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Heidi. I need to add that to my bio. Trisha Goyer. Trisha- Heidi's friend. Yes, add it. Speaker. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I think you should put it in there. I mean, it would make me happy. Yeah. <laughs> how, are you, how, are you, how are you doing, woman? It was fun to run into you. I hardly ever get to see you. I know. We just got to see each other at Round Rock not too long ago. It was great. It's really, really good. Are you going to be at any of the other Teach Them Diligently? Pigeon or Forge. One? Yeah. So you will be there. Yes. That's great. With my and kid I, running around. Oh, good. I'm, you know what? My kids, I normally, you know, you know, you know, all my kids, I have them on the road with me, but this year they're doing a play. And so uh, one of That's my children has saw. the lead in the play. So I'm not going to have them with me. I'm kind of sad, but Pigeon Ford's going to be amazing. Yes. A lot of families, super exciting. I love, I just got back from Alaska. So I did yes. Round Rock and then I did a conference, Afia in Alaska. That yes. was super fun. So I, I just love it. Yes. Aww. And your fans were up there. They're like, you know, Heidi, because I sent you that little video clip. <laughs> that's <laughs> they were right. So excited. Oh, that's right. I need to get back up to Alaska. I haven't been up there in a few years. So last time I saw you, we were talking about your new book, which you're like a pro- prolific writer. So every time I talk to you, I'm like, what, what book did you write this week, Trisha? Because you just seem to be able to, to <laughs> crank this stuff out. I love how you come up with your just you truly are just a wordsmith. I love that you came up with this, the title, Heart Happy. And I guess the, it begs the question, uh, because we all know as authors that whatever you're writing about, uh, God's going to take you on a journey and you're going to be, you know, slogging your way through. At least Absolutely. I have, you know, you if you write about marriage, boy, I'll tell you what, guaranteed the enemy's going to attack. Write about parenting, guaranteed it's going to be the hardest year of your life. And you just wrote about being happy. <laughs> Can I, can I, I just want to go, did you just have the most miserable six months of your life or <laughs> did you find what you're looking for or how'd that go? Yeah. Well, it's so funny because I, after we adopted the girls, which you know, I mean, we've adopted uh, seven kids, but the last four were preteen and teen girls, Wow. which is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I mean, yeah. it was just so challenging and they came from a lot of trauma and um, just accepting my love. It was like, the more I tried to love them, the more they would just strike out at me and um, as someone who has always felt like I had a good relationship with my kids and things were going well, it just crushed me. I remember just being in the fetal position on the floor, just like, yeah. I can't handle, like, I'm just trying yeah. to love these kids. And yeah. it was so hard. And then the pandemic came and I mean, not being able to see people or go to church. And it was that struggle of my heart is so heavy. Like I need yeah. to figure out, I mean, I would literally be in bed 
with the comforter on my head. Like I, I can't deal. Like I can't deal with the trauma in our house. I can't deal with not being able to go to church and worship. And you know, just the heaviness that all of us have felt and the chaos of life that's just bearing down. And I remember mm-hmm. one day, um, like texting a friend, just pray for me. And she's like, do you mean to come over? I'm like, no. And you know, we've been seeing each other. We don't care. Like she could come over to my house anytime. We're not worried about right, Corona. Right, right. But, and she just like, I'm coming. And it was, she, I was like crying, no makeup in my bed. And her presence there just made such a huge difference. And I realized like, I can't just be in my bed all the day. Like I'll, I need to figure this out. And so really mm-hmm. I started digging, like, how do we get our heart um, happy in the Lord? And I came upon this quote from George Mueller, who um, 150 years ago had orphanages and cared for tens of thousands of children. I mean, I'm, I only adopted seven. He had tens of thousands of kids that he was caring for, providing for them. And he talked about before he gets busy in his day, he gets his heart happy in the Lord and settled mm. in the Lord. And so I, then I just started like that word happy because we think of happy as happy. I got everything's a new going SUV. good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. go to Cancun, like everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everything's fine. So like, why? So I started digging more and actually the word happy and blessed, uh, different translations use this. They're interchangeable. So like on Psalm one, one, where it says happy is the man whose uh, God is the Lord and talks about walking with him and all those things, that word happy and blessed, which are the same thing actually means it's an action verb. And it's from the root of Escher, which means to walk on the straight path. So it's not like happy from things, happy from emotions. When we are on the Lord's path, that is when we're happy and when we're blessed. And so over and over again, if you look at those words, happy and blessed, it's when we're walking with the Lord. And that's Mm -hmm. what George Mueller was talking about. And so really, it's it wasn't just me like having my little five minute devotion, getting into God's word and saying, get my heart happy in you so I could be settled in you before I deal with anything in life and then figuring out how to nurture my soul nourish yeah. my soul um yeah. and it came that came in different ways including like watercolor painting which i started um in fact the cover is some of my watercolor art of course it is because, of course it is yes it was just like me like i am dying here i am drowning here i have all these people out to care for so i need to figure this out and and god was just so good as we dug into what that happiness that walking with him really means Hmm. And so you, as you, you know, there's a lot of people listening to this and they're like, oh, okay, Trisha, you, uh, you author of 80 books, you, you mother of 10, you, you now you're teaching yourself uh, watercolors, right? And yeah. they're going, where's the easy button, right? Mm-hmm. Because for maybe for the mom who's listening to this and she feels like she's drowning in homeschooling or she's looking out at what's happening and we want things to be easy, but the the truth of the matter is, you know, and we know this, that the best things in life, you know, whether it's having a good marriage or staying in there with your kids or homeschooling or whatever it is, uh, the best things in life are typically hard things and they're hard to find. But I've discovered that in homeschooling and as in marriage, there are, you can either do things the easy, hard way or the hard, hard way. Right. And so, (laughs) and I know, uh, because I know you, that um, you've wrestled this thing to the ground and, uh, you know, talk to the mom mom or the dad or the student, because there's a lot of young people listening to this now that are just like, yeah, I'm glad that's, I'm glad that's working for you, but uh, you don't know my life. Right. Exactly. I think the the easy, hard way, let's talk about that, is, is exactly what you're doing with Nehemiah. 
it is getting into God's word. Yeah. It is not just like, I'm going to read a scripture for the day. I'm just going to have a devotional thought. I'm going to yeah. read something on Facebook and call it good. It is. And George Mueller had what he talked about is he, and this is what, what I incorporate and I've been doing for years, but really digging even more is sitting down with the scripture and reading it and saying, God, what do you have in it for me today? Mm-hmm. And so then you're pausing, we're like reading a whole section, pausing, going back to that verse, uh, repeating like, God, I really feel like you're telling me I need to be a better leader in my home. I need mm. to be more active in my community or whatever it is, whatever that scripture is leading to you. And then thinking that through and repeating that and like, thank you, God, for calling this to my attention. Thank you mm. that you have a path for me. And it, that is, this is where I'm going to find happiness. Um, mm. Even though things are hard right now, your word is saying right now, and it is thinking through and really taking the scripture in. And some of it, like part of going through the book was there are sins I need to confess. Yeah. There's sins of selfishness. Like I just want to do things my way. What? Or sins of pride <laughs> where I'm like, I thought I was a really good mom and my older kids are great. And suddenly I have these struggles. And so I, I realized like there was a pride thing going on. Cause like mm. I have my act together. I'm doing all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other things were I had a heart of abandonment. Mm. My, I didn't know my biological dad growing up. My stepdad was very distant. My, um, my, my mom and I have not had a close relationship. And so always feeling like I needed to prove myself to God, like he was abandoning me. So there's definitely like going through the sins of, you know, selfishness and pride and abandonment and asking God through his word, like asking God through his word to show me, to reveal things to me, to flesh things, things out until to the point all those layers started going off. Not that they're off completely. Like we still have to struggle through these things, but I came to a new understanding of God's complete love for me. Mm. Like his complete love that when I, every day I wake up, I just feel so loved by him, which is something I've never felt before. I've always felt like I had to prove myself. I had to make him happy um, that he, I wasn't really important that I was kind of forgotten and pushed to the side And so I'm doing all these things to make him happy. And he's like, I love you. I love you completely. So the more I dug into what a happy heart is, it was like, well, let's get off this layer and let's get past Mm. this thing and go Mm -hmm. into my word. And it really is, it takes, you know, we're not talking five minutes a day. We're taking, talking like 30 minutes a day, 45 minutes a day uh, time, but it's the easy, hard way. Cause even though it's hard making time, getting that stuff and getting those layers peeled off and understanding God's love and approaching our whole day with a happy heart, mm-hmm. with ha- happy in the Lord, not happy mm-hmm. like everything's going perfect in my life, but mm-hmm. happy in yeah. the Lord makes all the difference. And yeah. I'm tired. I'm tired because I'm getting up before everyone else. Um, but it is so much easier than feeling those burdens and laying in bed half the day because I'm yeah. so overwhelmed. Right, right. It's true. And I think, uh, you know, for moms, and I've been saying this for a long time, you know, a mom who's in the thick of homeschooling, the best thing she can do for herself is get up ahead of her kids and just Absolutely. and just uh, steady her heart and kind of come up with a plan for the day. You talk to the Lord. I love that you're doing that. We're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to ask Trisha just to give me some insight on why it's so important that because we just talked for a moment about, um, you know, coming from a, a broken background, you know, you guys know that I came from a very difficult background myself and I've had to really lean into the Lord, but it's really, really important that we remember what God has done for us and what he's doing in us. And I think that is uh, something that changes our perspective. I'm going to ask Trisha about this. We'll be right back. 
Did you know 37% of Americans cannot name a single freedom out of the First Amendment and 74% cannot name the three branches of government? No wonder we are experiencing tyranny in America at levels many of us never thought we would see in our lifetime. Well, my friends at Patriot Academy recognize that an educated citizenry is absolutely essential for our survival as a free people. This is why their mission is to inspire patriotism, equip citizens, and educate a nation to live out their freedoms. They also know that freedom is not a boring subject, especially when comedian Brad Stein, God's comic, is in the mix. Well, starting April 11th, Brad Stein, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, and America's Constitution coach Rick Green We'll be bringing the Comedy and Constitution Tour to cities across Texas. Join them for one-of-a-kind edutainment that's going to educate, entertain, equip, and inspire your family to accept, protect, and purposefully pass on the torch of freedom. Learn more at patriotacademy.com forward slash Texas tour. All right. So, Tricia, before the break, we talked really briefly about, I was listening to you talking about just coming from a place of of um, brokenness, really, and you and I have had this conversation over the years uh, many times. Uh, you know, knowing where where I came from and and seeing what God's done uh, in your life, but it's really important, and you point this out in the book that we remember what God has done for us. And in fact, God instructs the Israelites over and over again, yeah. "Don't forget what what I have done," because I think as, as human beings, we're just, if we don't write it down, if we don't uh, if we're not talking about it, uh, I mean, this is absolutely what happened to the Israelites, right? When, you know, God rescues them from Egypt. He delivers them from slavery. They watch as the Red Sea parts before their eyes. And the Bible says that eventually they forgot what God had done for them. And, and they grumbled they, and they were grumbling. There you <laughs> go. Yep. And that's the, that's the ticket. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I, I think so many times like going back to like my own, my own brokenness, I mean, there's two, there's two main areas where there's the things done to us mm-hmm. and then there's the things that we have done. So for me, the things done to us and not even intentionally, but I didn't know my biological dad, like that was a broken relationship because my mom got pregnant in college and didn't find a way to reach out to him. But then there's the sins I did, which were, I chose to have an abortion when I was 15, which is something that I really regret because I got advice from the wrong people and I was dumb and stupid and made this decision. But those can be things where I feel like God hasn't forgiven me, that he doesn't love me completely. Um, And then because I'm feeling like a victim or I'm feeling like someone who's unworthy of forgiveness, my whole walk is not trusting God. It's not having faith in God. It's not believing that God's going to show up because I'm coming from these backgrounds of brokenness. And I think once we get to the point where we realize like it doesn't matter what we've done and God and I have had a talk about this. He's like, if if you can't believe I can forgive you from your abortion, how can you believe any of my forgiveness? Like Mm -hmm. I have to accept it unconditionally and I have to see him as my father. So even though I've never had a biological dad, I have to see God and and trust. And that's where faith comes in, Mm -hmm. but trust that he's my father and he loves me completely. I remember one moment I was in my laundry room after adopting all these kids, there's piles of laundry everywhere. And like someone who prided myself at being able to keep up with, the laundry and the kids and the homeschool. Not that I do it perfectly, and the, but and the eighty every, books and the books. I felt like I cannot do this. <laughs> and the the whisper. I mean, he's so sweet. The whisper that came in my mm-hmm. mind was, "And I love you just as much. I, I yeah. love you just as much as when you have all this stuff." And going back to that moment, then like, okay, now I'm walking through my house. Literally, there's like the floor needs to be swept. There's stuff on the field. You know, kids 
shoes everywhere. And I'm like, God loves me. God loves me just as much. And it is trusting and having faith mm-hmm. in that love and, and letting him heal those broken parts. And really, there's been times I've been crying with my journal as I've been thinking back and remembering those feelings of being, uh, you know, feeling abandoned and feeling unloved and feeling um, unwanted by family or by God and just saying, God, I give it to you Mm -hmm. and just take these things to you. Mm -hmm. And so I really, I think so many times we kind of fill our lives with busyness, even though we're saying, so I'm so busy, I don't have time to think, but it's because when we pause and really think, it's not easy. Like it is not easy to revisit those broken places. It's not yeah. easy to revisit those emotions. But when we can take them to God and people are saying like, I'm so busy. I can't even keep up with the kids. I mean, honestly, put on a movie for your kids and go in your room and deal with this. Take time with God. And I'm all about homeschooling. I love doing our homeschool stuff. But if you cannot move past and they're carrying those burdens, figure out times to take time to get away with God and let mm-hmm. him speak to your heart. And let him bring healing to your heart because it will just change. It'll change how you homeschool. It'll well, change you, the type of wife that you're going to be. You touched on it briefly, and I, I want to go back because you you wrote about it. You, I think you have a book, uh, the Grumble Free you know, Year. The Lord's yeah. been teaching you a lot about what it means yeah. to be happy. And I was thinking, you know, I'm prone to this, right? So it's easy for me to look, especially you know, I I look at what's what's you know the the, the load I'm carrying right now. Uh, and it's easy for me to say, well, this isn't, I'm, I, that's a blah, blah, blah. Well, first of all, it turns you into a grumpy old lady for one thing. Yeah. Nobody wants to be around a grumpy old lady. <laughs> like, get out, you know, nobody, you know, get out of here with your grumbling. But before you grumble, there is a root that's in your heart mm-hmm. that says, I need to feel sorry for me. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a, the victim. My life is harder than everybody else's, whatever. And, and I've discovered, you know, people don't want to be around a grumpy old lady. They don't. And it doesn't inspire anyone around us. And you were saying, you know, that's one of the keys to this thing and moving past what's happened in our in our past. I was uh, talking to a reporter uh, just the other day, and he happened to say, it happened to come up, you know, just a little bit about, you know, my family or whatever. And he said, but man, Heidi, I just, uh, I would never have guessed, you know, you came from a broken home, you came from a home of, of abuse, whatever. And I said, you know, I've, the Lord's been so good to me. Yeah. And even though there were things in my past that I wish weren't there, they are there. They're part of my story. And just like you were saying, your abortion at 15 is part of your story. And God has used it to bring healing to thousands of people. He wants to use those things, but he can't use them if we're just always frowning and grumbling and rah, 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 you know? And so how does the, how does the, the person who's listening to this and they're like, you know what, that's me. I'm the grumpy old man or I'm the grumpy old (laughs) lady or whatever it is. They're listening to you right now. Uh, How do we, you know, what, what would you say is a, is a step, away from that so we can move out of that place and into a place of joy. I mean, you just spent a whole book writing about a happy heart. How do you get out of right. grumbling yeah. and move into uh, gratefulness? Yeah, I love that. So so with when we did this with our kids, we read through all of Exodus, like we're the Israelites, the whole thing. And they're getting so tired of this grumbling. Like, mom, can we just move to another book of the Bible? I'm so tired. <laughs> like you were stuck in Nehemiah. I'm like, no, we're going to read this again. We're going to read it again. Yeah, we're going to read it again because what it was saying is, God, you have not done enough. So our grumbling, even if we're grumbling about whatever's going on, our job, our work, our health, we're telling God. It's not just the thing, because there's like things can't accept that emotion, <laughs> right? Right, so right. So it's telling God, you are not doing enough for me. And so it got to the point where with our kids, all our grumbling, we were saying like, oh, yeah, okay, we just adopted this family where you brought us together. Like you brought this family that wasn't into a family that was. But yet it's still not enough. Like, God, you're not doing enough for us. And when once we started 
instead of looking at the negative and looking at the positive. And my grandma, who's 92 and she lives with us, um, she sings every day and just praises Jesus. She has dementia. She can't remember if she ate lunch. She can't remember what day it is, what month it is. She can't remember we moved from Montana to Arkansas, but she sings the hymns and she praises God. And she didn't even become a Christian until I was in elementary school. So I could, I remember when she got baptized and it's been that since that time where she has put God's word in her heart. She, she reads her scripture still. Mm. She sings the hymns. She quotes scripture and she hardwired herself for praise. And so when mm. everything else in her mind is not there, like she cannot remember what even month it is or anything, the praise, the worship, the scripture is in her mind. And so again, it goes back to hardwiring uh, our minds to thank God, to be grateful. When that first rumble starts there, but God, I thank you that you have the state, that I am healthy at this moment, that I have this family that we have, even though there's challenges within the family. Um, for Easter, I got my kids scripture cards and we're going to work on memorizing more scripture together, which we've done off and on through the years. I'm like, you know what? Yes, we're doing devotions as a family and we're reading the Bible, but we need to be more diligent about getting that scripture in our mind, like my mm-hmm. grandma. Like it's, mm-hmm. It has to be in there to be able to someday you can pull it out again. And I think it's so important. It really, mm-hmm. and it does take time. It takes time to sit down with our Bible. It takes time to sit down and work on memorizing scripture, but it changes everything about our outlook. And it's putting the focus on God and his goodness. And then mm-hmm. it becomes easier to be grateful um, instead of that grumbling that just repeats itself in our minds. Yeah, I love that. And and just going back to, you know, in the last 30 seconds that we've got here, just going back to what you started with was we don't have to try to prove ourselves to get God's mm-hmm. approval. You know, he he already loves us. I mean, think of how the way, you know, as parents, we look at our own children. Like there's nothing that any one of my kids could ever do to make me love them more because I'm just right. thrilled beyond measure that they're mine in the first place mm-hmm. that God saw fit to give me these wonderful these wonderful people to love and and raise and nurture and, and, uh, you know, do life with. It's just a beautiful thing. And God feels that way about us as his children. I think it's so, it's so important. And I think your book's so timely right now because man, oh man, oh man, you know, if, if the joy of the Lord's going to be our strength then we better get back to uh, seeking him and saying, you know, Lord, if we're going to, we need to get ready for whatever's coming, you know, because there could be very difficult times ahead for this country. I mean, certainly Mm -hmm. the warning signs are there. And yet in the midst of a Babylonian captivity, God said, be joyful, you know, given, have children, you know, be given in marriage. Uh, you know, uh, what's happening around us, like Corey Ten Boom said, you know, joy isn't, we're not a, joy is not a, a dependent on our circumstances. It's the unmistakable sign of the presence of God at work in our life. And uh, I love that because that's the, that's the focus of your book. Where can people find, uh, find your book? Well, Heart Happy is available anywhere. Um, books are sold. And then they can connect with me also just trishagoyer.com. There's information about the book there. And then any social media, it's just my name. Trisha, you really are uh, the epitome of joyful. And I know I'm not saying that you're always joyful because none of us are always joyful, but I love being around you. It just radiates from you and from your sweet man, uh, Jay and I. (laughs) We miss him. You have to tell him uh, hello. Jay and John had hours in the booth talking I so know. when we were out speaking so that was super fun so good it's so good well we love you guys so much and i appreciate uh, everything that you're doing one more time they can find heart happy wherever books are sold or go to trishagoyer.com yeah. correct yep, that's right Trisha Goyer, you're a treasure. I appreciate you. you. And uh, maybe one of these days when my life's on on fire you and i can sit down and you can teach me watercolors that'd be good 
That would be awesome. I would I love, love that. I I will <laughs> live. I will live for those for those moments. Bishop yeah. Goyer, it's a it's a pleasure to have you. Let's do it again soon. Thank you. For more information on my friend Trisha Goyer, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Scroll down to the show notes, and I will link back to all things Trisha Goyer today, including her newest book, Heart Happy, or you can go to TrishaGoyer.com. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. As always, we appreciate it when you leave reviews for the podcast, and please visit our sponsors. They are the people that are helping us keep this show on the air five days a week. Have a great day, everybody, and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.